Hey there, this is Adrienne Lopez, and I'd like to welcome you to the second episode of my brand new Mind Heart Space podcast. I'm so excited you're here. This is a podcast for those who are interested in exploring their own human nature, those that ask questions about the nature of consciousness and the fundamental ground of being itself. In each episode, I dive into what it means to be fully realized in our humanity, fully embodied in our mind and our heart. I created MindHeart Space as a platform for sincere seekers, those looking to make sense of their life and the role that they are here to play on this planet at this particular time. For those interested in calling all parts of themselves back home with a playful attitude and a vision of hope for the future. This episode, entitled Origin Stories, or The Lies at the Root, has been broken down into two parts. In part one, which you will hear today, I offer a retelling of my own personal origin story, combining several types of healing methods I have used with clients as well as myself. This includes sub-personality, inner family, and timeline work. Origin stories are the places where we can find out all sorts of things about ourselves, things that we don't remember or have forgotten, most likely on purpose. In fact, most of the challenges we face day to day can be found in one form or another in our origin stories, where the past keeps replaying itself out in the present. This shows up in a variety of symptoms, including, but not limited to, difficulty connecting in relationship or abusive relationships, lack of self-esteem or self-worth, inability to focus, lack of motivation, poor memory, eating disorders, learning difficulties, compulsive behaviors and addictions, and the list goes on and on. These are some of the symptoms that clients have come to me with searching for relief and resolution. And as I share with my clients, symptoms are most often signs that something in us needs our attention to heal or to become integrated. I now invite you to get comfortable, sit back and relax as I begin to share how I transformed my own origin story into a creation story and explain exactly why doing so can make all the difference in how you position yourself in the world. You may notice at times that words seem too clumsy to carry the nuance of meaning or energy needed to illustrate the subtlety involved in accessing and integrating higher levels of awareness. But remember, words are only pointers to truth, not the truth themselves. And also, keep in mind that our higher consciousness, the wisest part of ourselves, operates in the symbolic or archetypal realm that extends beyond the logical mind. So please don't worry or try too hard to grasp the words mentally, but instead remain open and receptive to the overall message transmitted through their pattern and arrangement. And you may need to listen to this podcast more than once because there's a lot packed in here.
Episode 2, Origin Stories, or Lies at the Root, Part 1. Origin stories have always fascinated me because they contain the secret architecture of our individual and collective relationship to being. These stories reveal the stage of our existence, including our relationship to consciousness, power, and creation out in the world. These stories also reflect our strength and our limitations, how we limit ourselves, and our own gifts, which sometimes we fail to recognize. But if you look carefully along the fault line of your own origin story, I believe you will see that parts of your nature have been disowned, displaced from the idea that you hold of yourself. And then these unknown parts become labeled as external powers separated from you, most commonly known as God or the devil. This is never more evident than in religion, myths, and legends that were created to give us a remembrance of our real origins, a taste of where we come from, and how we've been split at the root. In this way, my personal origin story is an echo of all other origin stories, a tearing apart and a rebuilding. In order to do this, I've had to visit different aspects of myself, traveling to the past chronologically, but actually to places where younger versions of myself still reside, frozen in time. So as it went, one morning in my bed, resting in that twilight space between waking and sleeping, I caught a glimpse of my origins. I know this might sound like a strange thing to say, but it's true nonetheless. I began to make out a faint, wispy image floating on the outskirts of my consciousness. I'm sure it would be difficult to access normally, but the conditions were ripe as my defenses had been softened by sleep. Plus, if I'm really honest with you, most of my lived experience has unfolded in realms just like this. I didn't actually understand this about myself until I had become older, but I live in what I've now termed the in-between worlds, an alternate terrain. I am not sure that everyone travels, but you, the listener, will have to let me know. Back to the floating image that had made itself known to me. It seemed to represent a particular aspect of my consciousness that had been, I knew, intentionally hidden, exiled from my awareness at some time in the past. It was hiding, and this I recognized as the work of a child. My inner child, to be more precise, had put this part of my consciousness in a remote territory on purpose because, as I immediately understood, it had needed protection, not only from the world, but apparently also from me. This facet of my consciousness had been pushed so far away 
it had easily gone unnoticed for all these years. It's so ironic, yet poetically just when I think about it now, that a child would have been put in charge of something so precious. It had to be put in a place where it would remain intact, a place where the outside world could not tarnish its truth. You see, I came here to this planet to be a pattern breaker. I know this is quite a claim, but that's what stories are. Packets of patterned information. And part of me was born woke, as they say. Always knowing more than I even knew that I knew, if you will. And I came crashing into the density of earth to discover a whole barrage of programs, stories, a particular type of script based on separation that were already enacted by my family and the collective culture around me upon my arrival. It would only be a matter of time before I eventually got sucked in, mystified and beat up by the stagnation of the walls or limitations, not my own, but taken on as such, just the same. Unbeknownst to me, this was my fate. I didn't know it at the time, but this is what some call it karma. I was caught up in it. I delved into it so that I might rise like the phoenix out of the ashes of these material conditions. And just recently, I discovered that this rise would require delving into the lies at the root of my origin, the stories I had told myself and embodied in order to survive the programs, the ones that weren't actually true, so never felt quite right. I mean, they were true on the level of awareness that believes itself limited or separate, the ego, but not on the level of awareness that knows its real nature as higher self. For example, one story I inherited was that in order to be loved, I couldn't be who I was or say what I felt or what I saw. The truth is we are nothing but love. I am nothing but love. But I bought in and began living into it and then quickly found evidence to support it These programs or stories are embedded in the matter around us, in our bodies, in our environment, our facial expressions, and even the tone of our voice. In this way, energy is the medium in which they are communicated unconsciously and transmitted silently, intergenerationally, so that belief becomes flesh. Through mimicry and repetition, we are all born into a physical world where thought shapes the physical, just as the experience in my physical environment caused real biological and physiological reactions in my mind and body. The effects of being molested as a child or watching my sister being arrested and the subsequent years of visiting every mental hospital in Southern California 
to being raped as an adolescent and then having to be silent about it, to having to parent myself. All of these were very real. These events caused my nervous system to be bathed in stress hormones for extended periods of time. This is living with trauma. In my home, crisis became the norm and parts of me were stuck in a sort of eternal childhood, fight, flight, or freeze, like a deer in headlights of disassociation. And no one in my family, sadly, had the consciousness to notice because they were all too busy trying to silently manage their own inner war. And unfortunately, I am no exception. Countless children have grown up in homes with similar difficulties. And now, as adults, these individuals struggling with the physical and psychological fallout often fail to recognize the source of their struggle. But the effects and how they are dealt with is the real crux of the tale. And so this is why I'm taking the time to share with you how our origin stories are already written when we show up what becomes our responsibility and the best part of this all on our road to healing is that we get to revise these inherited stories if we choose to and we can turn them into what i call our creation stories tune in next week to hear all about mine for now.